This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with the red hot Dave Smoking Coken, as another nice week last week. Last couple of weeks, 2 0 and 1, 4 1 and 1, since we picked back up after a little bit of the MLB layoff. Congratulations, Dave. Another very nice weekend in college football. Yeah, seeing it pretty well. And uh, let's hope it continues for another week. No, no, no doubt. Uh, any, uh, any big takeaways uh, from the rivalry week where we saw seven double-digit dogs win outright again in college football last week? Yeah, welcome to rivalry week. Yeah. Uh, anything can happen in these games. They, I know it's an old cliche, but it's, it's an accurate one. Uh, when these battle-tested rivalries take place, the underdogs get up. And the favorites sometimes play down at the level of their competition, and it it's not an infrequent occurrence. There were a lot last week, but uh, it's not an aberration. Your two zero and one was not just that. That's it, it was more impressive when you break down the games as well. Michigan almost double digit underdog wins by three touchdowns uh, on the road in Columbus. I mean, what a statement game there! They got people really kind of regrouping uh, in Columbus now getting uh, handed to them uh, back-to-back weeks. And I thought they lost the game twice in Ann Arbor last year because they overcompensated for getting uh, getting a, uh, the ball run down their throats last year where they left some easy over-the-top yep. throwing opportunities for the Michigan quarterback. And guess what? He didn't miss them. They weren't the prettiest throws, but he did not miss them aggravates me on a deep ball when they don't give the receiver a chance by overthrowing it or throwing it out of bounds. UTEP, boy, they took advantage. UTSA <sighs> didn't have to – they had that uh, championship game secured. They were down 24 to nothing yeah, before they stormed back. That could have been a big uh, money line dog winner. And Auburn was a horrible push, a horrible push. They should have covered that one. But late in the game, they're onside kicking, and Bama's punching it in. So really impressive uh, 2-0-1. I'll take it. Let's see if it can be just as impressive this week. Let's get to it, and we'll talk about the the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. And uh, the first thing that the Pac-12 did this year was get rid of the divisions. So it was going to be the top two records instead of the Pac-12 South champion against the Pac-12 North champion. So you have two teams from the South in USC and Utah. This is a rematch of that game at Salt Lake City where Utah led for a whopping... 51 seconds. They were down 14 nothing, 21-7, and 28-14. They had to, um, before they converted that uh, two-point conversion to win it with 51 seconds, they had to go for it four, three, on fourth down 
three times, yep. converting all three just to stay alive. I mean, a razor-thin win by Utah at home, and that's the only blemish on the Trojans' record this year. You want to look at the total, though, which is 66-and-a-half. Well, look, the one thing we can take away from that game was that nobody can stop anything. And you can make the argument the two offenses are better now than they were when they met. You get the Heisman Trophy winner on USC. That thing's over. Rising is back to good health for Utah. And they're off a game when they scored 60 last week. And I know it was Colorado, but they still, the offense was just tremendous. Perfect playing conditions this week at Allegiant here in Las Vegas. I don't think the defenses have a chance in this game. And I expect there to be a lot of money coming in on the over as we get closer to game time on Friday. So this is one where you shouldn't wait around because I don't, I don't think this number's coming down at all. I think it's a game that gets into the 70s and maybe more. Uh, just like uh, just like the first time. And, um, and also, um, I agree with you. I, I see this thing. It's going from two to three already, and it kind of yeah. holding at three. I understand that the, the odds makers don't like to get off of that hot number, but still, I think they're going to have to. I just don't see I don't where – uh, I think if they go to three and a half, they're going to start getting sharp. But, Dave, uh, I, think it's, I think it's got a shot to go to three and a half. I don't see it coming down to two and a half. Uh, no, I, mean, I, don't, early... I, don't think it, I don't think it's – I don't uh, – all I can tell you is the, the sharper money is on Utah in this game. Now – whether that influences the line or not, we'll have to wait and see because the public is going to be on uh, on the Trojans. But the, I, I can tell you that the the sharper dollars, and this doesn't mean it's going to win. I'm just telling you the sharper dollars are on Utah. And, and I've heard some sharp uh, some sharp guys uh, on USC uh, in this spot as well. So I think that uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: you tell me a sportsbook manager that's not pulling for Utah on Friday night. I will be shocked. Well, what they'd love to see is USC by one or two. Yes. And then, then they clean up. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so um, I, um, I I agree with you on the total as well. Look, the general public bets overs anyway. Okay. Yep. They don't like to. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't like to. They want to bet what they want to pull for. That's all. I mean, that's, that, that's it. Well, it makes and, sense here, too. That doesn't mean it's going to get there because logic doesn't always win in sports betting. I think everybody who's watching the show knows that. But I just don't see how either defense can stop either of these offenses. USC does not have a great defense. And but chalk, Caleb, chalk, Caleb is just amazing right now. Chalk and overs early, dogs and unders late yeah. for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I don't think this this one I can see clear as day that. The, you know, they're not coming. A lot of walk-up business saying, hey, man, USC, they got the Heisman Trophy winner. They're scoring 40 points a game. They scored 43 last time these two times, uh, 485 the last time they played. Oh, give me the under. I just don't see that walk-up business uh, doing that. So, uh, to your point, if you're going to get this one, you're going to bet it over, bet it now, and yeah. you will beat uh, the closing line in all likelihood. USC-Utah Friday night uh, over 66 and a half. First one Saturday morning, uh, it's at noon Eastern kickoff, the MAC championship at Ford Field in Detroit. And, boy, we were hesitant on the uh, when we did our MAC preview uh, on Bet Rivers. We liked the under. Said Frank Solich, they miss him. They didn't have a good year last year. And said, man, this kind of 
that this thing may kind of slide back. But, boy, starting with the Akron game, they have won and covered seven in a row. Mm-hmm. They even managed last week in the division championship with the backup quarterback and beat Bowling Green like a drum, 38-14. to 14. And about three games ago when Maxion started to become Tuesday and Wednesday night games, I've been all over Ohio and more than caught up for my uh, under Ohio five and a half win total earlier this year. Taquan Finn in and out of the lineup for the Toledo Rockets. Their experienced quarterback, he has not had a good season. He has not been. He's he's not healthy. Yeah. So you're looking at the total. If you saw him him last week, you can say this guy's not healthy. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play. I think it it might be a game-time decision still. And, and we know so, the, we know the Ohio quarterback Rourke is out for the year. So Rourke is Rourke is out for the year, out for the season. Yeah, he he even they interviewed him last week during uh-huh. the game with Willie Green. He said, uh, "I'll see you next season." Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and uh, you know Toledo comes into this one uh, with Finn in and out of it. He's played some. He hasn't been as effective. No. Um, they have failed to cover. Uh, now, their last five. Yep. Their last five. So, they're two and three down the stretch, losing, uh, you know, three of them outright. But, uh, you know, the three-point win against Eastern Michigan, they didn't cover. Uh, the uh, the seven-point win against Ball State, they were favored by two touchdowns. They didn't win that one. So, they have um, really kind of backed into this one uh, down the stretch. And Finn, like you said, either out or ineffective, uh, less than 100%. You like the under. 55. Well, I, I do. Uh, the back of Rourke is a run-pass option guy. He's got good legs, but he's inaccurate. And I think Ohio is going to have a kind of conservative game plan here where they stress the run and try and avoid any mistakes. Even if it means punting the ball on occasion, I think they're okay with that. Toledo's yeah, up Harris, right now. Uh, Harris, uh, 15 of just 33, 15 of yeah. 33 uh, on the year, a 45% completion percentage compared to Rourke's 69%. Yeah. And Rourke, uh, 9.2 yards an attempt, 25 TDs to four interceptions. This is a major drop-off uh, from that. He got it done I against Bowling yeah. he got, he got Bowling Green. Keep in mind, Bowling Green, that wild crosstown win against, uh, was it uh, Toledo or Kent State? Yeah, it was Toledo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Toledo. So about twenty-six mile uh, difference uh, between them. Uh, they won at the very end, forty-two to thirty-five. So they kind of been caught them in a little bit of a, a letdown spot, even though yeah, they I were playing for a, a division they, they, championship. Ohio's a lot better team, uh, no doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah. Now uh, Toledo. I also think Toledo's going to be conservative. So I, I, I think you've got two teams that are going to play close to the vest. And try and get this game to the fourth quarter. Obviously, they'd like to get leads if they can. But I think this is going to be one of those games with the game plan for, for the two coaches going in is let's not screw this up. And I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of passing. So to me, this lends itself to a low-scoring game. Unless there's turnovers or special team scores, I think you've got a game that could be looking at you know, 17-14, something along those lines, late. And that, to me, is an easy call on the under. And and I think today's Mac is maybe years ago's whack, maybe with the BYU, Marshall Falk, 
type of era when they were scoring way more points than everybody else. I mean, throwing the ball around, you know, these we hadn't seen we, we college football never had seen 45, 42 games, you know, back back in that era. And so the Mac has this over branding. So there are a lot of up tempo teams for you. Hadn't been quite that way uh, this t- particular matching season. So you're always at that's a big number at 55. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a big number at 55. So maybe a little branding uh, in that one. Uh, you get you uh, an under there. Let's go to the Big 12 championship. And everybody keeps waiting for TCU to fall out of their train. They, they take care of business in a big way. No close call last week uh, against Iowa State as they blast them. Now the rematch of that game in Fort Worth where Kansas State had the 28-10 to 10 lead with yep. nine minutes to go in the second quarter. They don't score a point the rest yeah. of the way. Both quarterbacks were injured in that game, yep. uh, and then TCU comes back not only to win but cover the four-and-a-half as well. Uh, th- uh, what was it? Uh, uh, scoring 28 unanswered to win 38-28. to Now the rematch, does TCU have a game to play with here to get into the uh, college no. football playoff? No, they're going to win or they're out. And that, that's somebody, Alan Bamler or somebody's going to pass them away. Ohio State, listen, if Ohio State ends up with one loss, which they have, and TCU loses, Ohio State's jumping jump right back in front of them. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think TCU could lose here. Uh, the first game was misleading. I mean, it was a Murphy's Law game for Kansas State. They were in control of that game. Uh, all the heat is on TCU here. The other team that's got the pressure on them. I think Kansas State is just as good as TCU, to be honest with you. And to me, any points available in this game are worth taking. I think Kansas State's got a really good chance to win the game straight up. Uh, and we'll see if TCU, look, if TCU plays like they did last week, oh well. But that was against an Iowa State team that really had a, a rough season and just wasn't very good. Kansas State is not going to be intimidated here. I think the Wildcats have a really good chance to win this game. I'll take the points. All right, uh, Kansas State. I've, I've, I've been a, a Kansas State backer for most of the year as well. Um, I love Howard, the backup. So uh, do I. He's a, he's a better passer, not quite as good as Martinez, but now Kleiman, who's an excellent coach. And, I mean, I lo- love him. That's a, that's a tough place to win in Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, it is, it is very tough. Uh, out of Bill Snyder, what, what coach has had any type of success? And he is. And – they, um, you know, you can almost be where you can run different things with the different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think they're close to as effective, but certainly one does uh, some things better than the other and vice well, versa. And I'll say this. I think Howard, Martinez is the more explosive guy, but Howard, he's a veteran, and I think he's very possibly less likely to turn the ball over than Martinez, who didn't do it this year, but has a history of having done it. And and I think with uh, some, both of them playing over the course of the year, both are not like uh, sort of uh, lacking confidence in the no. command of the offense. No, I, I think it's a one and one A. I do too. So I, I think Howard too. is going to be fine. Got to keep if, him on the field, but mm-hmm. he should be he should be okay. And if you're a defensive coordinator, that's a headache. 
when you got oh, yeah. uh, in, in the other teams. Sometimes, you know, two effective quarterbacks are even more of a headache for a defensive coordinator. Well, when they two struggling co-quarterbacks, well, that's a different story. So I, I've, I've written Kansas State. The one game that concerns me, Dave, is Texas. Uh, and I had TC, I mean, uh, Kansas State in that game. When Texas went to Manhattan, I'm sorry, it was it was in Austin. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was, in, it was in Manhattan. They just couldn't stop Texas running game at all. Well, who who can stop that guy though? Bijan is he's a stud. Mm-hmm. I don't think TCU has anybody at that level. Look, they, no. they've got to contain Duggan, who's he's having a great year. And and I'm not saying by any means that this is some slam dunk. I mean, it's a if this were a full card, a full regular season, typical regular season week card, mm-hmm. I can tell you I'm probably not on this game. But it's championship week. I'll take my chances with Kansas State. Uh, I, uh, I I agree. Kansas State plus two and a half. So Dave's three picks again: two zero and one last week, and a impressive two zero and one. Four one and one the last couple of weeks. Uh, USC Utah over the sixty six and a half. Uh, we suggest that you get to that one early as possible, yep. as that uh, will probably only go up. Toledo Ohio first thing noon Eastern kickoff on Saturday. At Fort Field, it's funny how the MAC games go in these snowy conditions outside, and it'll go indoors uh, in uh, Fort Field uh, in Detroit. Under 55, big number there. Both quarterbacks uh, banged up in that one, starting quarterbacks. And then Kansas State plus two and a half to ruin the TCU party uh, in the uh, in the, the Big 12 and, championship. And just a piece of general advice, don't buy the hook, okay? Don't buy the half point. Mathematically, it is a losing proposition just take the two and a half if you want to wait around and see if you can get three great don't buy it to three that's it's, it's just not not a good betting strategy uh dave do do uh the mobile sports books do they um do they like bet rivers do they charge the same amount to I, buy I, 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 i'm sure it varies for one yeah, spot um, to another. it's I, I it's, it's so expensive it's something that i kind of avoid no. i mean i just try and shot you I know never I try and it. find uh, you know, the best number in Bet Rivers always uh, is more than competitive, uh, especially with their money lines. I gravitate to them a ton uh, in uh, in money line bets. So Kansas State uh, plus two and a half, Toledo, Ohio under 55, and USC, Utah over the 66 and a half. For Dave Koken, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.